Hi, this is Adam Baldwin, and I play John Casey on Chuck. And you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The number one TV podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray, and I want to welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 26, part 2 of our Comic-Con coverage. You'll notice that Mel and Liz aren't with me right now because it'd be kind of silly for them to come all the way here to Toronto just for an introduction when they just went to San Diego for Comic-Con. And they have a full report uh, on our previous podcast, but what we have for you this week is our first video podcast. And what it is is a number of the interview clips that they had in the press room with the Chuck cast and creative team. And you may have seen them on ChuckTV.net. We posted them individually in the last couple of weeks. But we thought you'd like to have them on your iPod. We thought you'd like to have them all together to be able to watch at your convenience. So here they are. And watch next week for our interview with Ryan McPartland. Enjoy. Adam Baldwin. So when is Casey going to get a love interest? That's what everyone's asking. Is Casey going to get a girl on the show? It's like he lives alone. He's been alone. It's like, do you have to have a girl to make your life <laughs> heroic? No. He's got guns. He's got all the rain and weapons. Will Casey be jealous of Chuck's abilities? Yeah, probably. I'm sure there'll be some glances where Casey's going on. I can do that too, <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think where it'll go is in case he feels that the joke is now even an improved asset. But there will be some downtime. I don't know if it was on the panel, and you saw they, they touched on this, but there will be a rebooting period, and maybe some kung fu that works and then doesn't work, chunk food that works and doesn't work, and there will be that period of time where the lactic acid that is making. How has Casey's opinion of Chuck changed? Chuck seems to have gotten smarter. <laughs> at least, at least more sophisticated. He's, he's growing on him, and Zach is just such a lovable guy. How can you not have him grow on him? <laughs> Much to Casey's chagrin. I mean, if you were a putz, the show never would have gone. It's all on Zach. <laughs> really, he's he's just such a great, great leader for all of us. That uh, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for Zach and How would you like to see Casey develop? Well, he's got his promotion. He's Colonel Casey. So, 
paperwork. Uh, I'd like to see him work with the SWAT team or uh, Special Forces. And uh, maybe, maybe put Chuck in the Get him out there repelling down the ropes as well. They're keeping, they're keeping us pretty much in the dark. Are you going to be working with Awesome more in Season 3? It'll be begrudgingly so. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll give me some scenes. Awesome. Not awesome. Do you have any other upcoming projects? So, of course, we're working, working on a game called Mass Effect 2, which will be coming out next year, which is really cool for the gamers out there. They'll, they'll, they'll appreciate that. Do you enjoy playing badasses? I'm trying to get all the badasses out of my system when I'm still young and then move on to the more the romantic leads in my 60s and 70s. Uh, really want to do the gin game. <laughs> Looking forward to that. That's down the road. Right now, right now give me the weapons and uh, give me the rep- weapons and ropes. Jane versus Casey. Who wins? Casey's smarter than Jane. He has better weapons. Jane has a spaceship. <laughs> Jane has Vera. Jane has Vera. Casey has weapons that he hasn't named. Look at Casey. Jane's dead. <laughs> Jane's on a dead show. Casey's yes. on a live show. I'm going to go with Casey. Oh, I know. Oh, all right. How about a legendary show that's no longer airing? Is that more politically correct? <laughs> Thank you. Can you tell us about your charity bike ride? Yeah, we did a, it's called Ride to Recovery, and we did a ride from uh, San Antonio to uh, Arlington, Texas, about 350, almost 400 miles, with uh, wounded warriors, uh, amputees, and uh, soldiers who returned from battle with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or some limbs. There were guys who had no legs and pumping hand bikes for 350 miles and made it the whole way. And these guys are just very humbling to have ridden alongside these, these guys. And, uh, they're very, uh, there's no excuses. You're going to go those 350 miles on your bicycle. If that guy's going to do it, you're going to do it. So it was great. Joshua Gomez and Zachary Levi. What's with you and Zach and the beards? Um, we are two of the laziest men you've ever met in your life. I think is what it actually resulted. Um, yeah, I just, you know, you'd think that I would, I have to have a beard through, you know, six months of shooting and doing it. You'd think I would shave the friggin' thing and then grow it back out for But no, I grow it longer on my hiatus, you know, that's a smart move. Um, but what happened was I just started growing it, I just, I couldn't stop. I was like, how long could it get? <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I, I'm ready for it to go. Are you racing? <laughs> no. No, I just, my beard would destroy his beard in a fight. Are you kidding me? His beard would just run away when he saw, when he saw the, the, my beard. Um, no, he actually did shave him. He thought we both did. We both had a beard. He shaved his, and now he has his back again. So I'm double. I'm, I'm like probably twice the amount of time on, uh, on his beard. Okay, Karina is coming back, but where's Anna? I guess, uh, you know, probably. We left her in Hawaii. Uh, well, I assume that I, I caught her cheating in Hawaii with Harry Tang. That's what I always oh. uh, yeah, sure. yeah, that, yeah. Uh, But I, I, 
I don't know. I'm sure that all will be explained, but uh, I don't know. So the Benihana doesn't work out? I hope not, because, you know, if it, I mean, you really want Morgan playing with knives? Because I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Could the Benihana be Sarah's cover? Right. There's. A, I know. There's. A, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about the show. Funny enough, is that there's always fun ways to, to work in crazy ties that are like overtly advertising, but still work. And I think it wouldn't offend like you know, Benny on. Yeah. <laughs> Big Mike. Here's your subway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Somehow it works. Do you want to see Morgan involved in spy stuff? Yeah, and it's something I think you know Zach and I. You know, he, he keeps saying it's what about it. His main sort of want for season three would, would be like uh, a little more bromance again, and uh, to have the uh, have the boys back together. And, and I think ultimately, we always kind of keep looking at it as like uh, you know Batman needs his, like an Alfred, his Alfred or his guy to kind of like whatever. Um, and uh, it's his, you know it's his best friend, so it's like how long can he you know keep it from him? Probably. If you ask the writers, a lot longer, hopefully. But. but uh, but I would love it just because you know we just have so much fun together, and and, uh, and because he kind of season two, really he got sucked so much into the spy world, and it became almost two separate shows. It obviously yeah, became yeah. Like, you know, so you had your it was like Chuck and Morgan is two ships, just like you know, hey Chuck, no, no, Morgan, yeah, and then that was it, you know, it was like, oh. and then cut, and he's like, oh, I miss you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to. Uh, I would. I would love to. I would love to. I just think it would end. I think sometimes you go like, well. You know, if Chuck does start kind of becoming a competent spy, at least, or start to do whatever, you need the guy who's incompetent. And guess what? I am pretty good at playing incompetent. Could Morgan keep Chuck's secret? No, no. That's not, there, therein lies the problem, isn't it? Interweb! My buddy is a superhero! Done. Over. Chuck dead. We're just going to be on your lap. Oh, of course. Of course. Honestly. We were just talking about you. Uh-huh. We were. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a beard off. It's a beard off? Yeah. yeah. I said that my, if your beard ever gets yes, my beard, it's in your beard. Go, <laughs> right away. That's what I told him. And I made that sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering what was happening. I thought a, I thought a pot-bellied pig was a squish. <laughs> um, I think uh, in, a, in a beard off, well, look, no, 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 I'd rather not. Look at this. I'm kneeling. It's a dollar boy. No, in a beard off, um, I mean, he's got me on girth, but I've got him on cleanliness. You see, I've actually, I took the time to shape. Are you looking forward to kicking some butt? So looking forward to kicking ass. I, for two years, I've been sitting on the sidelines, like, when I signed up for the job, I was like, this is going to be great. We're going to do action. I'm going to have a gun. Like, you know, not at the beginning, but like the end of the first season, I'm sure I'm going to have a gun. But now, uh, all right, second season's coming up. I'm sure I'm going to have to get a gun. Yeah. Uh, some dart guns, okay. Uh, at one point, I was uh, I dropped a gun and I accidentally shot somebody. That was fun. Um, but you know, yeah, I think that the season's going to be really fun. All those little kind of physical things that you know I'll be able to do, and that, but you know that are only there for like a limited time only. So like they're, they eh, and then they're gone. So Chuck will still be the everyman. You can't get away from the everyman because then you have no more Chuck. Then it's just called Carmichael. I think. Then it's like all the other. I'm telling you this is the future. Okay. <laughs> this is our spin-off. I don't know. I mean, look, I, why not? Carmichael and Grimes. Show, I mean, I, I, the, the, honestly, Carmichael and Grimes. Yeah. Back at it. Yeah. It'll be all shot by Starsky and Hutch. What happens when one secret agent and one bumbling sidekick take on the world's most powerful ring of bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> bang, 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 bang. What happens? Um, 
that's the future. You're witnessing it now. Josh Schwartz. What emotional and traumatic event will happen between Chuck and Sarah? Oh, I know, I really put my eye on it. did. Wow. But good. I mean, how did this do, um, you know, Emotional and traumatic. Well, I know I have to choose my words wisely. Uh, and more delicately than perhaps I did. What I mean by emotional and traumatic is I mean that there is a... Uh, that Chuck and Sarah are going to come back in a place that is much more um, dramatic than where they where they've left off. But it but it comes from a very emotional thing having happened and not happened. Confused or intrigued? Intrigued. Yes. Intrigued. We do a direct pickup when we come into the uh, when we come into the next season. It's a direct pickup right out of uh, where we ended season two. And, um, and there's a, a certain expectation that Sarah's going to have um, about what their future should be together now. And, uh, and how that plays out and what happened is going to fuel a lot of story in, in those first two episodes. How will budget cuts change the show in season three? Um, not as dramatically, I think, as uh, you won't see anything on screen. That will. Yeah, you won't see anything on screen. That is a big cut. You won't see anything on screen in terms of that will indicate that the budget has been cut if we do our job as well. How confident were you in getting renewed? Um, I did not think. Uh, I didn't. Well, I was always hopeful, and the grassroots campaign that kind of took over the show was so powerful and like overwhelming that it felt kind of undeniable. But we were dealing with a network that didn't have a lot of need because they got rid of five hours of time period. Um, so you know, it could have gone either way. It could have gone either way, and it really did come down to the wire. We, we knew what we wanted. We knew what we did get picked up. We tried to come up with a finale that would have been the least satisfying series finale of all time, <laughs> and, uh, and instead arrived. So uh, it, it didn't get picked up. But you know, we remain hopeful. But I am I am a neurotic uh, by nature and did not think that it was really gonna. You know, I, I wasn't sure. So you've been in the business long to know you're a realist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, and you know you kept they kept, we kept hearing things like oh it, it's gonna work out and then weren't seeing any, any sign that actually was. And so it really, Peter Roth, who's the head of Warner Brothers TV, basically had me do a mourner's cottage with him the weekend going into the upfronts, like say goodbye, like let's just do our prayer now over the dead in case it doesn't come back. So it was really, it was touch and go there. Thank you. Great show. Now look, it was a solely testament to the fans and all the all the people that we sort of mentioned on, on stage today. Would the dynamics of the show change this season? Yeah, I mean we're gonna I think the key to any show, especially as you go into year three, is if you want to deliver the show that people have gotten really attached to at the same time, you have to evolve, you have to keep pushing the show forward. That's what we wanted to do in the finale last year. And I think we can work in a lot of the same dynamics that make the show what it is, but at the same time, they've, they've changed. You know, the characters have matured or evolved or shifted. Like, there's 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 a lot of potential um, now in these, in these characterizations that Austin knows the secret, that, you know, um, Big Mike is gone, Morgan's gone, Chuck's gone. How, how uh, do we get everybody back to the high more if we indeed we do? And how do we earn that in a way that feels new and exciting at the same time? Mark Christopher Lawrence. Big Mike gets the most action on the show. Who's the next hookup? 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting to see who that is, too. <laughs> is, it, is it over with Morgan's mom? I, I, I don't think that's quite... They've quite put a button on that yet. She did catch the bouquet at the wedding, so we'll see what happens. Will Big Mike reclaim his position at the Buy More? You know, I, I pitched it out on, on the stage. I was like, yeah, he's got to reclaim the yellow shirt because uh, he was so dejected by getting the green one. I was like, okay, there's, there's got to be some redemption in, in, in this thing. He's got to attack and he's got to take uh, old uh, Emmett down. What happened to his Marlin? The, the Marlin is, is in the TV room. You know, you know, when we did that whole Marlin Brando kind of thing in, in the yeah. TV room, the Marlin was behind us. <laughs> For me, personally, that was the most fun stuff this past season, was to do that, those Marlon Brando sort of moments. It's like, it's like, that was great. What was your reaction when you first read the role of Big Mike? Uh, to be honest with you, um, it was during pilot season that year, and I was up for four or five pilots, and um, this, the, the character I read for was Harry Kane, and it, and it wasn't even a series regular, it was just like... Um, guest star possibly recurring and I didn't even read the script. I just read the sides and went in, did the audition and forgot about it and all the pilots that I went to network on didn't get any of them <laughs> and then my agent called me and says, hey um, uh, you got this part on, on Chuck and uh, but they gave you a different part, it's a different character, Big Mike um, it's, it's a guest star possibly recurring and then halfway through the first season they made me a series ring. So, which was great. I was like, man, it's a good thing I didn't get those other shows because three of them are off. <laughs> what was it like waiting to hear if Chuck got renewed? It, 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 the first couple of months, it was, it was really kind of nerve-wracking because it's like, you know, my agents were trying to get me out for other stuff and nobody wanted to see me because they were, they were like, well, he's on Chuck. He's probably going to get picked up. I was like, well, how do they know what NBC is going to do? <laughs> So I was I was concerned because then I missed all pilot season basically, and so that meant that I was gonna have to be on the road doing stand up, and I was like, okay, I don't want to be on the road. <laughs> Are you at all like Big Mike? <laughs> Not really. I, you know, in, in, in life, I'm generally like this. I'm always happy. Everybody likes me, <laughs> and so um, I just kind of looked at it as, as okay, this is to play Big Mike. I got to stretch complete opposite of me. You know, anything that feels like me, throw it out is wrong. <laughs> and, um, and that's been working. Cool. What's the best part about playing Big Mike? I think just kind of being a jackass is, is, <laughs> is, is, is you know, although he has his good qualities, but, but you know, when he's yelling at people, it's like, that's that's so not me that it's really fun to do. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, so a friend of mine was getting, getting married. My wife and I have been married for 10 years now, and um, we've never had an argument. And, and he says, he says, well, well, how do, how do you do that? I said, I, I, I yell at work. <laughs> how do you want your character to grow next season? Um, mm, that's a hard one. I, you know, it's like I think I want Big Mike to stay away from the spy stuff because you know the black guy always gets killed. <laughs> Ryan McPartland. Talk too long over there. I'll give you a quick soundbite. Uh, season three is going to be awesome. Captain Awesome gets to bring back kind of season one in a different way because I'm carrying the same weight on my shoulders that Chuck had, and I have to. Uh, and I don't know if I'll wrap the same weight as Chuck or, or not. That's up to the writers. But um, 
That's that's uh, my little sound off for you guys. It's like season one. The best superhero, the best act of any superhero movie is always the first act. And it's nice because I feel like I get to bring that first act back. It's like when the, the superhero knows he has the power, learns about the power, can't share it with anybody. I love the fact that they brought found a way to bring that element back in a new way. So how will Awesome keep the secret from Ellie? From Ellie? Probably a lot of like makeup dinners. <laughs> Hopefully a lot of makeup sex. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be that, what I think, what Chuck went through at first. Because there's only so much of that they could sustain of him going back and forth. And now they're like, oh, well, we have Awesome do it. And I thought, what a cool thing for me. Is Awesome going to be more involved in the spy stuff? Yeah, that's, that's the talk right now. So that's what's exciting for... Uh, and I don't know, because of course you would expect him to come in and, like, just try and take charge. But I think the comedic aspect of it is watching like Chuck save Austin and like kind of the roles reversing of where I was trying to help him the first couple seasons become a man, become an adult. Now he's going to have to try and help me become a spy and become like, no, when to shut my mouth and stop talking like right now. Uh, or, uh, you know, just when to just chill out a little bit or be cool or not just go into panic mode. And I think it's nice to watch him evolve and mature in that world and um, and watch me crumble in my mind. I'm not the writer, though. So. Do you enjoy doing the action scenes? No. <laughs> not at all. Uh, it's really hard work. I, I used to do, just get to come in, take my shirt off, get a couple laughs, and leave. Um, and now it's like literally hours and hours of stunt work and watching them set up, watching them make sure the glass breaks in a certain way, you know, so that nobody gets hurt. So it's tough. But, I mean, the end result is obviously amazing and much better. Like, the fans went nuts when Adam and I got in a fight. And they were like, and I was like, oh, did that look right to that? And then I got online, and I was like, whoa, everyone's going like, I feel pretty good about myself right now. Well, when so you I come to Comic-Con. Scott Krinsky and Vic Sahai. Will Jeffster be back in season three? We don't know. We don't know. What did they tell you while they were here? Did they say yes or no? Uh, they said you're going to be, like, working, making cat litter and plants. That's when we did offstage. My grandma's secret cat litter recipe. (laughs) Which classic rock songs will you do this season? What do you think? (laughs) You got, you did the big ones. Yeah, you did. We did the, uh, Roboto. You guys haven't done any Journey. Some Journey. Journey, yeah. Yeah. You realize that I have to sing that. You'll have to hear me (laughs) doing that. Absolutely. (laughs) Prince! Prince! What was your first reaction to Jeffster? Terrifying. Utter terror. Like blanched, faint terror. It's scary. I mean, I don't, I don't play music, so I'm not a musician, so it's like... I'm not a musician either. <laughs> I'm sorry, like... <laughs> I was also like, what? Yeah. yeah. We were terrified. It's horrifying. It's scary. But, you know, again, it's so funny, and that episode is about our friendship, and it was beautiful. Do you guys hang out offset? I haven't seen him since we shot last season. He hates me. He hates me. We've tied a few of them. Did you know each other before the show? 
Becoming series regulars. So grateful, man. Yeah. So grateful. I mean, the writing is so good. The show is so good that anything we can bite into, or I can bite into, I'm just so happy. Yeah, I mean, we started we started uh, first season and we were recurring characters, so it's, of course, you know, every step of the way, it's been an amazing experience and how we've become more part of the show. So I know. It's, it's awesome. If Lester had a bathroom office, what would be in it? Oh, uh, I think there'd be a lot of pictures of Lester <laughs> and his own voice pumped in constantly. Nice, right? Do you want your character to be more involved in spy stuff? I don't know how Lester would handle the spy stuff. I think he'd be so jealous of Chuck, like so jealous that it's not him um, that has the intersect. That he would like, you know, he would implode. He would mess that thing up badly. You tell everybody immediately and try to take him down. He's more intersect, I think. I think Jeff's, it's fun for Jeff to, of everything that he falls into, that he's unaware that he's involved in. So. Sarah Lancaster and Yvonne Strahovski. No! no. 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 I, told, I said that you, you get Chicago, I get well well sitting for you. You're a perturbed with me. Yes, you're a very dramatic, and very good actress, and I know you don't. Have any more time. Oh, come on! Okay. There's a signing in ten minutes. We have right. to get to the booth. Okay. We're following you. Sorry, girls. Sorry. Thank you. Thanks for. Thanks for making this. Special thanks to Jessica Sisk for shooting and editing the press room interviews for us.